Hello, everybody. Welcome to my first episode on Not a Problem. And today I'm going to talk about how to deal with fear during COVID 19. Because this pandemic has taken the world by storm. And I'm not going to talk too in depth about it because you're probably inundated with news surrounding this novel virus. And I just want to talk about how people are afraid of it and unnecessarily so, and how people deal with their fear in general and stay in their quarantined quarters in their house in their apartment or what have you and reschedule their life so people are fearful beings mainly because they want to feel needed accepted or useful in society correct that's how i think of it right when there's a chance that this may not happen that they may not succeed they withdraw they delete a number, or they ghost you, or worst of all, they shy away from a potentially rewarding opportunity. Fear really gets the best of us, and all we need to do is remind ourselves that it's okay to start somewhere at point A. We don't get to point B, to the top of the podium at the Olympics, just right from the start. We have to put in some work. And this goes for pretty much everything in life, I've found. You know, for better or for worse, it's just reality. Some people mention a certain fear of success, which I find difficult to understand because I've always pushed myself towards uncomfortable situations with the hope of succeeding. So I don't really see how people can fear success, but I hear that sometimes. I just don't get it. Right now, I'm fearful that I'll forget how to swim correctly because it's been over three months since I've gone to a lap swim session due to coronavirus, and I just hope these 45-minute HIT sessions, high-intensity interval training sessions, in my living room are keeping me mobile enough to jump right back into my fitness routine. We will see, because I love swimming. It's the way I get cardio. You know, people are either runners, they're cyclers, or they're swimmers, or they're crazy triathletes that do all three, but I'm predominantly a swimmer. I did gymnastics and all that stuff too, but in my adulthood, I swim. So that brings me to this podcast, the very first podcast, mind you, that I have ever done in my life. And I'm kind of nervous, but excited for the most part to see just how I communicate it's never easy listening to yourself, much less, you know, listen to yourself sing. So um, I'm kind of giving these podcasts impromptu, but I've prepared them somewhat and I'm going off of bullet points and it should be nice. It's going to be a learning opportunity for me. Overcome your fears, right? Fits right into this. Okay, so now the topic at hand, fear. People fear the unknown, and today, COVID-19 falls into this category. The virus is new and has very little research behind it within the scientific community, so it makes perfect sense why people are afraid. However, being afraid of something and being proactive are two completely different things. I believe if you wear a mask when you leave your house, wash your hands frequently and maintain social distancing. You are doing your part and there's no need to be afraid. 
being reasonable and taking steps towards protecting you and your loved ones will help keep people safe and mentally stable throughout this pandemic. And what I've learned over the past 60 days is that I'm more productive now during the stay-at-home quarantine than I was before. That concerns me a little bit and has given me somewhat of an epiphany. People often travel travel just for the sake of traveling. And I've come to realize that half of the people driving on the roads at any given time are most likely driving aimlessly, trying to pass the time and find their next spot to entertain themselves or fill their time with another coffee date or Starbucks latte or go for another walking break at the park. Now, people don't drive, which has done wonders for the environment, by the way, um, resulting in very few parts per million of pollutants all around the world in the atmosphere. However, in the past, when people drove, they just go to their Taco Bell or they go to a drive-in or they go to the cinema. And a lot of times outside of rush hour, people on the roads were just kind of driving aimlessly. And that's not a good use of time now that I realize it because I did that too, you know, during the summers when I wasn't working in college, I kind of just drove around looking for the next thing to do, usually with friends. But it's not the best way to use your time. And now that we have extra time on our hands and people are confined to their living spaces and forced to work from home, we all have at least one or two extra hours to spare because we don't have to commute to work, right? In addition, myself included, we have a kitchen and a fridge at our disposal. So food distractions quickly become a problem. But fear not, my solution is to work in a separate room or even outside and to work off of a schedule. So during this quarantine period in my life, I've decided to take time to learn a language and to set aside time to work virtually for my job because I fortunately I'm still working and I can work off of my computer at home and uh, my mind wanders sometimes. So I research everything from is caffeine good for you? Is caffeine bad for you? You know, more on that later because there's a lot of research on that. Um, The next spike in the stock market, what companies are doing really well in the NASDAQ and S&P 500, you know, Netflix is clearly doing really well right now. You know what I mean? And uh, pondering random things like, hmm, did I delete that person or my neighbor from my Facebook? Or did he delete me? What? These days are all a blur. Why am I thinking about this stuff? Like, hmm, did I ever eat something and not know how to describe it in another language? I wonder how you describe this taste in Thai or in Chinese. And I get down these really strange linguistics rabbit holes that kind of consumes 15 minutes of really valuable time and i'm just sitting there thinking about these random things so yeah in order to avoid that i have found that it's beneficial to write a schedule 
and then write down a bullet point schedule of what you want to accomplish tomorrow or on the very next day. Some people write weekly schedules out in advance. I do that for certain things and certain meetings that I may have, but for the most part, if it's something like self-improvement, learning a language or reading books or you know writing more or um, learning uh, how to do, learning a, a song on a violin because I'm a violinist and you can never be too good. There's always something to improve upon with a musical instrument. If you're a musician, you know what I'm talking about, and it can be quite frustrating. But I have to lay all that out and then allocate certain time segments for each activity so that I don't forget to do it. Because if I don't, I just end up eating all day and watching an episode on Netflix, reading a book, and just staring into the mirror and looking at my eyebrow and wondering why um, my left eyebrow is higher than my right eyebrow, and it's just like nonsense. So it doesn't work out. And... I just need to get my act together and the schedule works best for me. <laughs> um, so I suggest that if you struggle trying to stay on task and schedule your time appropriately during this quarantine, that works wonders for me because then I hold myself accountable. And at the end of the day, I look at that schedule and if it's not all checked off, I feel really bad and guilty and I don't like that feeling. So I try to check it all off for each day. And as far as schedules are concerned, a lot of people um, get very fastidious with their time. And as soon as the hour is up, they say, oh, okay, that's it. I can't finish that chapter. You can be a little flexible, you know, when I'm practicing and it's been two hours and I want to get a passage just right on my violin and I need a little bit more time, five, 10 more minutes. I give myself five or 10 more minutes. I don't go straight to the next activity. It, you know, I'm kind of lenient, but as long as I'm doing everything and accomplishing everything that I set out to accomplish, I'm good. All right. So as with anything else, fear will only consume you if you don't take action and let it conquer you, right? A lot of people just let fear conquer them. They just live in self-doubt and don't take action. So that's what all of these TED Talks and self-help books tell you. You don't take action, you sit there and doubt, and then soon you're 70 and 80 and regretting not having taken action. And consistently trying to get better at the skill is something that takes time. And people just need to realize that you need to have patience if you want to get better at anything, be it dating, math, cooking, public speaking, or socializing. In order to overcome any fear, you have to put in the legwork. And the process can be fun, especially when you're in the middle of reaching a goal. I found that happiness, true happiness for me, is when I'm actually working towards something and struggling towards something. Because when you've accomplished something, what's next? You're done. Then what? You know? Yay, the party is over. We celebrated but I'm still alive and breathing and my heart's still beating. Well, I'm just not going to sit on my duff for the next 10 years. What's next? You know, so you always have to keep going, keep it moving. We'd like to move it, move it, right? And I've seen firsthand how my language skills improve much more rapidly when I attempt to use what I've learned in front of native speakers and embarrass the heck out of myself. So 
it's not easy just like asking a girl out or speaking out in public. There was actually this class in college that required people to just pick uh, an area on campus. I went to the University of Washington in Seattle, so a huge campus, and we had a lot to choose from. But I stood in the front of um, Smith Hall and on the east entrance and just started talking. I think my subject was um, classical music <laughs> and just went on a rant and kept talking to the wind and to anybody that would stop and listen to me for an hour. And we needed to have a friend record it as proof so that our professor can grade it. And that was kind of uh, a real nerve wracking experience for me because I wasn't the most outgoing person. I was sociable, friendly, sure, but I wasn't like attention grabbing and uh, like a lot of these entertainers in Hollywood, like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I wasn't quite like that. So it was a difficult assignment and it helped me overcome my fear of speaking out to strangers because that's what I, that's what I was doing essentially. And anyways, my speech in such instances is seldom perfect, but you know, when learning languages, I make progress. And as long as you put in the legwork at each and every day, you're going to get better. And, um, the moment that I'm working on something is the very same moment that my fear begins to lessen and my confidence begins to rise, right? It's kind of like exposure therapy. So that's how I think about it. Okay, that wraps up this podcast. One more thing. I have been cleaning all of my groceries with uh, like a 1 to 15 proportion of uh, Clorox and water spray. And my kitchen is starting to smell like a swimming pool. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are cleaning like that, but I think that's overboard. What do you think? Uh, let me know. Reach out to me. Um, I also have a website, www.notaproblem.com. You can reach out to me there. I have a YouTube channel, Not A Problem. Also, John Tom Abbott. And uh, through one of those mediums, you can get a hold of me and I'd love to hear from you. Stay connected to your friends and uh, um, be well, do good work, keep in touch and uh, stay safe. Until next time, that was my first podcast, everybody. Not a problem. Ciao for now. Thanks for listening.